When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think we're live. Yes, we are live. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Is it me or does it feel like Friday? Maybe it's the short week next week, but it feels like Friday to me. It is not, though. It is Thursday. Good morning. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. We got a lot going on. First off, the market is ripping. Pumping Powell living up to his nickname yesterday. So we got that. We do have GDP at 8.30. This will be the first revision of the Q1 reading. Uh, if you recall, the initial reading for Q1 GDP came in negative, negative 1.4%. So at 8.30, we'll get our revision to that number. We'll have to be mindful of that. We got a lot of earnings going on today. Uh, NVIDIA. A lot of software stocks, a lot of retail stocks, some Chinese stocks, a lot to get to. Mark Shaken, Peter Tuckman, they are our guests. So let's go smash that like button. Good morning, everyone in the chat. I see you guys. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Joining me now, Mr. Joel O'Connor. Joel, good morning. How are we doing out there? We're doing good. We got a uh, little green on the screen here. Uh, NVIDIA couldn't break the market. Let's just do a quick rundown. Up uh, 22 handles at 98.75. That's right in the area of uh, Monday's high. Folks, tell me what you see on the right chart here. I don't see your charts. You don't? No. Hmm. How about my internet connection? Is it better today? Yeah, it's better. And also, I just realized... My mistake. I just realized I got the date wrong on on, on today's yeah. title. Apologies, everyone. Yeah, John Fernandez uh, pointed that out. Yeah, pre- appreciate that. Pointed out all the stuff we do bad that never. I, I I I appreciate I appreciate the feedback. <clears throat> all good. All right, <clears throat> I got the charts up now. Top right chart. What do I see? What do you see here? What do you see between uh, in this area here in this real estate above above uh, above four thousand? What do you see? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah, double top of 4100 but that's a long way yeah and you know what that was that was uh this was the fed meeting day when everyone like bye 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 right and then we double topped and then you know what happened the next couple days so um my fear was uh after i saw the bad baba numbers that we were going to do the thing same thing but we got retail to the rescue so i'm gonna have to do some work here to find something i, I can make something up in the 40 uh and uh in this four thousand handle there's got to be a a close or something but i just want shorts to be aware of that uh gold down 220 1850 10 not much going on there silver up a couple 
couple pennies, twenty-one ninety. Uh, Bitcoin uh, just withering away from thirty k down six forty twenty-eight eight sixty-five. What's going to be the next catalyst for Bitcoin? Uh, Ethereum that's down one hundred forty dollars and fifty cents at eighteen oh three. So we'll bring in up uh, Triple D. Triple D, did you get the yeah. hedges right? Did you, are you, did you come in position? It's okay? a, no, I, I don't know. It's a really tricky day. I'm trying, like, because it's been such a tricky market and so much rotation lately, I'm trying to do sector hedging more than anything. Like, not even like, oh, yeah, spy versus banks. Like, Can you I'm explain to, that like, a little bit more? A well, little bit just more. you're sticking in the same sector. So if you're long some banks, I'm trying to short, like, an XL laugh or, you know, or KRE or VFH uh-huh. or something against it. I, I, that's more that is obviously banks as opposed to just jumping in and saying okay uh, you can go banks versus spy on your hedges so i mean it, what we, and, and for everybody who's new to the show i trade market neutral what does that mean it means i have equal longs and equal shorts for the most part with a little bit of beta hedging in it meaning if you got like something that's a really wild child you got to short a little bit more of the indexes to make up for that amd something like an amd yeah but what that does is it smooths out your earnings curve like so basically you know you know if you're the markets are you know if you're long only you're obviously making money when the market's going up and you're losing money when the market's going down we trade market neutral you're trying to eliminate that you know volatility that okay the market tanks i'm gonna get killed it's not the case so then i'm just trying to extract the alpha so what i'm trying to do is eliminate the the market effects and just extract pure alpha from my strategies so if i'm making a call on an individual stock or i think something might be going up or i'm trading you know an individual piece of news i don't want the market to impact that and that's why i trade market neutral so yes i try i'm trying to even do that the sector hedging right now because you know, when you get the VIX really high, you get the VIX kicking up, sometimes you can go and, you know, um, you can just go stock for stock. But right now, it's been so much value versus growth, rotation, some stocks leading, some stocks lagging. You kind of got to, you know, try to hedge more within sectors now. Um, it just uh, a quote, you know, just a couple of things of what Dennis says. Uh, yeah, it, it eliminates like on these rip roaring up days, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to make as much, right? Because you have the hedges on, Num- yeah. whether this is in or day or overnight on the down days, uh, you have a better chance of making money. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a losing day. And then, uh, the other thing I just wanted to comment is we have Eric M, uh, who, uh, it comes up pre-market prep with stock odds every day. And he was just like, he mentioned the other day. You were talking about growth, like you were really nervous about growth really getting a pop. And right. so so he he hedged with something. I can't remember what the exact combination was. I think he, he hedged some stuff more with like a, a, a growth indicator. I think he maybe went with, with uh, the IDM, IWM instead of the SPY. And it turned out that it didn't work that day. But that doesn't mean, you know, it's just identifying the turn, where the better hedges are, where the sectors are. So that directly correlated to what you're, you know, what you were saying. It was and and people will be like that. I mean, it, it's it's the one thing it is going to, you're not going to make as much on the up days if you're trading market neutral, but you're, you're not going to, you know, and you can make money on the down days if you're trading market neutral. So, you know, somebody might be like, I had a great day. Market was up 2%. My stocks were up 4%. My portfolio might have a great day if it's up 0.5%. And you'd be like, wow, you really suck today. Well, no, because it's a different type of strategy. Because when the market falls 2%, I might actually make 0.5%. So I'm still making money maybe even when the market's going down. I like the consistency of it. 
I, I, if I analyze my long-term trading, I never have done that, but I feel like I'm fairly consistent, like 18 out of 20 days making money. And in some cases it can even get more than that, which, you know, people don't even believe sometimes when you say that, but um, there's lots of prop traders in trade market neutral that are very, very consistent. And I'm not talking about having big down days either, you know, okay, well, yeah, you make 18 out of 20, then you have a huge two down days. Now my down days are usually limited. I mean, sometimes you have some bad news and get caught in something, but overall, I've said this, you know, in my prop account, I have made money every single month for 22 consecutive years. So it's working. And if you wanted to check that, you can check that. That's in my Bright Trading Prop account. It's been up for 22, for every single month for 22 years straight. So the, the strategies, they work longer term. On any given day, maybe you have some bad luck, you get hit. Maybe I'm going to have really bad luck one day and actually lose money in a month. But it's been 22 years without a losing month, so I'm hoping to keep that going. Now, my investment portfolio, it moves with the market. It has losing months. It has losing years if the stocks go down. It's moving with SPY for the most part. But the trading portfolio, um, I try to you know trade at market neutral, and it makes the earnings more consistent. It's not up and down with the market. You're just kind of that slow, steady climb. All right. And uh, um, Spencer, could you, uh, a, a good way to get started this, uh, I've been working with Rob Friesen and uh, he's been coming up with a top 10 and yeah. uh, quite a few people have come over there and done it. And basically it's probability, 10 stocks going up or down. The uh, This is from an open to close basis. And also it gives a um, a hedging vehicle too uh, to do with it. So uh, we've been following it and uh, uh, consistency. Like like I said, it doesn't always you know give you the biggest returns. It's about consistency. So that, well, um, that's if you're if you're trading for a living, don't you like a regular paycheck? I mean, this is why we tr- treat to hedge your you know when we treat hedging tactics at bright trading. Because, you know, do, do you want your paycheck? Okay, the market was down 7%. I'm down. I did pretty good. I'm only down 5% this month. Well, you still lost 5% of the month. Even if you're beating the market, that's great for a money manager, but that doesn't pay the bills. I'm trying to make money every single month because I have bills to pay. I don't have another job. I guess I do with the you know pre-market prep. But, you know, besides that, you know, I'm basically living on my trading profits. My entire net worth has, for the most part, been created just for my trading. So, I mean, it's nice to get a regular paycheck, and that's what the hedging tactics are all about. We teach that stuff. You know, we do have those three educational videos at premarketprep.com that you can sign up for, and you can watch those, you know, the different types of trading. But, I mean, if you hate, you know, when you're always losing money when the market's going down, it doesn't have to be that way. This market, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, what? Uh, so what's saving the market today? Is it uh, just sellers, just tired of sellers? I mean, you could point you could point to Jerome Powell, the the Fed minutes. I say Jerome Powell in jest, but it was actually the Fed minutes from yesterday. Uh, you could you could point to retail. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could point to. I do want to start with Nvidia though, because this is this is indicative of of the of of this morning's market. Because last night this stock got down to $152. It was down $18 last night off their earnings report. Um, and it, frankly, what it it was one of those reports, and and we've seen a few of these now where. The company was was pretty upfront. Like next quarter is going to be bad. The quarter after will probably also be bad. Uh, but looking down the line, we think the, these these headwinds are temporary. They cited uh, the lockdowns in China. They cited um, continued supply chain problems. They cited uh, lessening some softening demand 
for their products uh, due to fewer people getting into crypto mining or fewer or less less capex on the corporate side. Um, so. Uh, right uh, demand for their products from corporations so uh they they did lower the bar for themselves for the next six months or so but they they were still pretty bullish if you go out longer than that um anyway the stock was down like i said and i say was because it's really not down there anymore joel tell us about it well we had fun with this one on the show last night and you told me you told me the uh the strata was 18 bucks and i'm like Holy mackerel, and just option traders win again. I mean, look at the thing got down 18 bucks, and what happened? I mean, was there a level there? I doubt it. I did probably just a lot of uh, unwinding of hedges or covering of the straddle. So you're not going to see that. That's it. I mean, I'd be very surprised if you saw that uh, that pre-market low today. Um, looking on the dailies here. You're probably back within yesterday's range, right? Uh, 170, well, 171.11. That would be a little bit juicy if it got back up to yesterday's high. Uh, you have to use the cl- – I mean, just moving forward now with the downward price action, I'm just going to give uh, one number, 169.75. That was the close. If you're looking for a sustained move upward today, tomorrow, next week, or whatever – that's your level. Let's just call it 170. 160 was yesterday's low. Huh. I don't I don't know if that's gonna hold up in today's session. Um, I saw some people out there comparing NVIDIA uh, NVIDIA today to Cisco 22 years ago in the dot-com bubble. I, I get the comparison because NVIDIA is seen as like the underlying, you know, uh picks and shovels of nuts and bolts of, of, of nut, nuts and bolts of of the internet and of, of, of software yeah. and of yeah. hardware and of everything of technology. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's, it's that fair a comparison. I, I mean, on paper, like on the surface, it seems fair, but NVIDIA is just such a, it's such a different, it's such a different business. And I, 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 I believe them uh, when NVIDIA says that they think demand will come back strong, um, you know, six months down the line, I, I, I believe them and maybe I'll be wrong. Um, but I still believe in this company here long term. Short term, not so much. Long term, yes. Well, and and to 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 the point of Cisco, I mean, Cisco has still survived long term too. It just yeah. got to a valuation that was so ridiculous, traded eighty five times earnings at the peak of the top tech uh, at the tech bubble there, and it just took twenty years to grow into that valuation, and it never got back to those prices. So, I mean, we were trading 60 times earnings at the peak on NVIDIA, so it wasn't as extreme as NVIDIA. But I think the comparison is actually a good comparison. Um, I believe that NVIDIA is still going to run a lot of, you know, obviously automation, you know, the gaming, all the stuff. I mean, chips are not going away. So the question is, what do you pay for that? It's still trading 30 times earnings. Um, It's not cheap. It's not yeah. cheap. It's cheap relative to itself because it was sixty and now it's thirty. But then you look and you know and you just you know take the you know just blindly look at it and you say, okay, it's growing earnings at forty three percent. It's trading only thirty times earnings. GARP would say buy that. GARP, you know, basically growth at a reasonable price usually buys whenever the it uh, PE is less than the growth rate. So um, you like kind of like that one to one. If it's under one to one, you buy it. So if it's growing at forty three percent, it's treating only PE at thirty. You'd say it's a buy. The, the, the problem we have here is, are we at peak earnings on NVIDIA or at least, you know, peak growth? 
not necessarily peak earnings, but peak growth, because there's so much, you know, with so much demand for the crypto mining, like you were saying, the gaming, the pull forward, because we were stuck in our homes for a year and a half. So there's an argument to be made that it was at peak growth. And maybe that growth rate long term isn't 43%. Maybe it's more like 23%. And then all of a sudden, the stock would look expensive. So that's the question. Um, do I think NVIDIA is a buy at a certain point? Absolutely. I don't know what that point is. I still have a lot of uncertainty in this market. So right now, I'm just kind of sitting. I was 50% cash and 42% cash. We know I put a little bit to work because we have come down enough where it's okay to put some money to work. But I'm not going all in on this market yet because, one, we still don't know what the next inflation data point is going to be. And, two, there's just a hell of a lot of unknowns. Um, and also, I think you just have to talk about the, you know, the market structure. Now it's a whole different market structure with this one. Like, do I, I'm not going to go out and say that it's never going to go back to 350. Uh, but you have a whole different, you know, this way up, it's going to be a whole different way. You have people that are long to stock, the people that are stuck to stock, and your know, different market environments. So I think there's going to be, oh, definitely, could be some intermediate rallies here. But if you're buying it here and you're thinking, you know, I'm going to get back out at 340, 350, I, I, I don't know if you're ever going to see uh, if you're ever going to see that level. Oh, you, you may, but you could also have a situation where it's Cisco and maybe it's going to take a decade to get back there. I think we need to stop thinking about where stocks were. Well, for sto- sure. Start for thinking sure. about where they're going because a lot of these stocks are down 97%. There is just the belief that every single stock comes back to its all-time high eventually, and that is a very flawed belief. There are individual companies that are going to zero. They are going to start showing up. You are going to start seeing some bankruptcies, believe me. There's not going to be 200 EV companies. EV is going to be a huge part. But a lot of these companies aren't going to make it. You know, you start, and you can already see the writing on the wall. I mean, the rides... You know, a dollar eighty-five here now, not participating in any type of rally that we get. I mean, the thing was thirty-two dollars. You can start seeing that it has a high likelihood that this might be one. Maybe it turns it around. Nobody knows anything for certain, but I'm not betting on any stock. I will bet on zero stocks go from thirty to a dollar because when they go from a dollar eighty-five to like eighty-five cents, you just lost half your money. So you can't look at it and say, "Well, what can I lose a dollar eighty-five? No, you can lose your entire investment and. Dollar stocks, when they're under five bucks, there's a lot more higher probability that you are going to lose that entire investment. So think about what's held up. Well, you know, the lithium stocks, you know, those buys and pullbacks. Yeah, I think so, because we are going to have a move to EV. Higher gas price is going to drive that a little bit faster. Is Tesla going away? No. Tesla Q, forget about Tesla Q. Tesla's not going bankrupt. It never was going bankrupt. I put on the anti-bankruptcy trade back in 2018 by writing the $100 puts and getting 20 bucks to get paid for that. Me and Jeremy Newsom did it at the same time. We was like, I don't think Tesla's going bankrupt. Is Tesla worth the current valuation? That's an argument. I mean, they got to do other businesses. They got to do other things. But I, Elon Musk is one smart cookie. But don't Whoa. start thinking Tesla 1200 Start thinking, you know, because I don't think 1200 is coming back next week. I don't think we're going to go into a V bottom. I think it's going to be a one of these where we were killed and we start to stabilize and maybe we start to climb out of it. But these targets and, you know, Craig Johnson, we love Craig Johnson. I completely disagree with his uh, theory that we're going to make new all-time highs this year. I do not believe that. I might I, be wrong. And I've went against Craig before and been wrong um, during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't see the path. I mean, I see a lot of problems out here. I don't think we're hitting all-time highs by the end of the year. But I might be wrong. It is possible. 
but it's not going to be certain stocks. If we do hit all-time highs, it's going to be, you know, maybe some of these value stocks, maybe the banks start coming back, maybe some different stuff. Maybe it's going to be tech. Maybe tech, maybe Amazon and all of them can come back. Well, Anything I, can I, I got distracted with the chat. I'm always track of time. Let's bring on Mark Chaykin. I yeah, let's bring him in. Waiting. Let's see Sorry, if he Mark. thinks we're going all-time Mark, what, what say you about all this? About what? You guys just covered a lot of ground. That's what I do. We're trying to get we're trying to get bang for the buck. Okay, so we've got multiple analysts think we're hitting all-time highs by the end of the year. Can we hit all-time highs by the end of the year? I mean, there's a path for it, sure, but what are well, your thoughts, they, Mark you got to look at the historics, which tell you that in years, uh, the second year of the decade and in the uh, midterm election year, the market makes a low and then rallies 30 to 50%. That's what we've been saying since November of 2021. And so... You will see a big rally off a low, but the question is, does the low come in July or in October? If it comes in October, there's virtually no way you're going to make a new high this year, but you right. you will next year. So that's that's the roadmap I've been using. And I agree with you that these stocks aren't coming back. I, I think NVIDIA 350 uh, is a pipe dream. Uh, great company. I don't think it's Cisco. I think Tesla is something you got to be concerned about because of China and how important that is to their production. Um, Elon Musk is a genius. I think he's taking on more than he knows with Twitter. I, I posted right after the deal was announced. I think that, that was that, a mistake. That would be his water. Twitter would be his Waterloo, which seems unlikely now. But uh, Tesla's dropped from a oh. thousand to low six hundred. So I. I think it's really important that you're in the right groups. And to me, the right groups, if you want to make money, are, is energy. Our energy picks have just but, but been still, unbelievable. But still, though, now, I mean, because yes. it, it's on the one hand, it's hard to come in and catch a falling knife like any like NVIDIA or any of these. Or and, and But on the other hand, it's it's probably equally difficult to say, you know, you want to buy these things now. They've, Exxon Mobil's already run so much, right? It's not a freaking up two hundred percent. Is it an eight-year eight-year high for Exxon Mobil? Yeah, but I mean, look at look at how long energy underperformed in the bull market right now, for a decade. Decade. So, yeah, uh, I I think that for a whole series of reasons that energy prices are going to continue going higher, and uh, I'm more interested in the speculative energy stocks. We talked about EQT on here. There's um, Whole series, Oxy, um, you know, I, I think Warren Buffett's onto something there. I don't know if he's going to want to own the whole company at some point, but he's certainly making a big commitment. And you've got to go with what the market's telling you. So on the one hand, you have energy where you can make really big returns. And then you have the defensive stocks like the beverage stocks. And, you know, you've got to park money there if you want to stay exposed. But um, we talked about some levels last time, and in terms of the overall market, the one thing that I haven't seen, people are calling it capitulation. Let's just call it ultra high volume in the spoos. You haven't seen it yet. And on almost every serious bottom we've had in the last 25 years, you've seen a couple of very high volume days and on a weekly basis, and you haven't seen them yet. So Still, um, still waiting. Okay. I think the I think the market is in a position now where we can rally perhaps ten percent from the thirty eight hundred level. 
But first, you have to go through the previous peak and break the um, trend of lower highs and lower lows. So now you're talking about roughly 3095, uh, 4095 on these um, S&Ps. And we haven't done it yet. We toyed toying with 4,000 this morning, and maybe we get to 42, 4250 if we do break that pattern of lower highs and lower lows. But I do do think we're going lower uh, at some point. Uh, and right now, the way it's shaping up with the the July Fed meeting being sort of what you would call data driven, because they've now said, okay, we see maybe inflation's peaking. Not that they have any credibility in that area, but um, so we've got a sort of period between now and when the July earnings come out and the Fed July Fed meeting where markets can do pretty much anything. But I think the rally potential is capped at 10% if we can get through 4095. So you, you like energy still, you like the staples. Uh, I, I take it you put utilities in that bucket as well, right? Same, same kind of thing, I'm assuming. I am. I, if I was parking money, there's an ETF that I alluded to, but didn't yeah. have the symbol last time. It's called the symbol is BTAL. It's thin. It's the wow. anti-beta ETF, and it's held up really well <laughs> since in two weeks. It's basically up about five, uh, about three or four percent. What's so the symbol, Mark? BT is in British Telecom. AL. What's in that? Like yeah, they got anti-beta. So what is I, in it? I'm looking. What is in this thing? Uh, Spencer's looking it up too. I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. It's thin. It's not not widely known, but it's a great. I yeah. think if you think there's more tech wreck coming, it's a great place to park money. All right, it's got how, how uh, much more pain? This is the question. I mean, we've had a tech wreck. The tech wreck has led us all, all the right. way down. How much more pain is there for tech? Is this going to be a continued thing that's just going to continue to punish tech? I mean, they've come even for the generals here, obviously, lately with the Apples and the Amazons and the Facebooks and the Googles all getting hit, too. How much more tech wreck do you expect, Mark? Well, you've got 20 billion projected hedge fund redemptions in at the end of June. And most of the hedge funds that are going to be uh, under pressure in terms of redemptions were long all the same stocks that Kathy Woods were long, all the Tiger Cubs. Lone Pine and Tiger Global, they were all in the same stocks. There are five hedge funds and, you know, some of that money is under lockup, but it's projected now that 20 billion is going to come out and these guys are going to have to sell tech stocks because that's where they are. That's where they're uh, exposed. So, yeah, there can be more. I, I know it doesn't seem logical, but if you go back to 73.4, um, 10 times earnings. So, could, so that could NVIDIA sell at 10 times earnings? Sure. That BTAL, I don't think it will. I'll buy it at 10 times earnings. Uh, me too. <laughs> I will back up the truck. I'll buy it at buy NVIDIA at 10 times earnings. That would make it $50 stock. I will buy NVIDIA. If it goes to 50 or 60, I will put a lot of my cash. Yeah, but Joel, don't write this down. This is not a prediction. No, I know. You like to hold me to the numbers, but oh, Mark, I would never do that. What are you seeing Uh, in there, Spencer? Mark, no, I, I, I'm looking at the BTAL, and it's it's a bit of a complicated thing because it's one of these long short ETFs, so it goes long and short within the within the fund, and it goes long low beta stocks, stocks that are less volatile than than the S and P that you know a beta below one, and it goes uh, wait, it goes long the low beta stock. He goes short the high beta stocks, so well, uh, it's it's one of those weird things. And I'm pretty sure they they short via 
via swaps so it doesn't really show up in like the holdings because there's weird stuff going on there but um this looks like a one one of these funds that does some, a lot of complicated engineering in yep. there within the within that's, the fund that's that's about right and it, yeah. it's really a, a way to oh man it's so expensive mark holy moly it's a three percent expense ratio what that's okay. If imagine if you put your money in there in February, three uh, percent. Are you insane? Look at the <laughs> look at the money you would have saved or made if you put your uh, if you invested in that in February. Oh, all right, to each their own, man. That's, that's no. Too, I just I uh, don't rush out and buy it. it. But hey, look, investors are faced with a dilemma here. Yeah, I don't believe in bottom fishing, catching the javelin, whatever you want to call it. So, for me, tech is off the table. Uh, retail is a mixed bag. And what are you left with? You're left with energy. But by the way, Joel, you did have a big dip in energy. Uh, you had a 10% dip or more in some of these more speculative energy stocks just last week. And now they come back. EQT made a new all-time high yesterday after dropping all the way from 45 to 38. So there's plenty of opportunity in energy. And if you believe Jamie Dimon, the banking sector may have a run. So it's... For me, it's a question of where do you put your money? Cash is well, not a yeah, not friendly much. place yeah. to put your money with inflation at 8 to 10%. Uh, yeah, you can get, it could have gotten 3% on the 10-year. Uh, that's not happening right now. So I'm just looking for spots to park some money, waiting for the big bottom and the big rally. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I think investors are faced with. It's a challenge. Uh, well, you were Mark. You were good because you were you were thirty eight hundred, thirty eight hundred, and then when you're on two weeks ago, you kind of slipped it back to thirty six hundred. Boom! It goes exactly to thirty. Well, not exactly thirty eight hundred, and in uh, rallies. But uh, just going back to something that you said earlier in the conversation, and this is something I'm a maybe you know. Wait, t- t- time out, time out. It's almost eight thirty, so we're, we're going to get a GDP revision here in like ten oh, seconds. Wow. So, so go wide. Uh, one point three. As well, anything above or Wide. below, anything above or below negative one point four percent. That's basically like negative one point four percent. Because that was the first reading, right? So one point three is my. And when Dennis means wide, that means that he has so many markets out there, and he's trading so many things that he he makes his markets wide. So doing the index get, herb. No index yeah, so herbing he, around numbers. So he, so he doesn't <laughs> want to get picked off. That's a page one of the market making book. Yeah. <laughs> Go wide. All right. Go so oh, okay. One down one point five percent. So actually below the Oh, we're in a recession. So 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 ah. they actually lowered ah. it. So so if you don't know about GDP, we get three readings of GDP, and then the final reading is like the quote unquote final number. Uh and what they'll do is they'll give like the first reading out for so this is all for Q1, right? This is for the January through March quarter. And they'll give the first reading out in, in April. Then they'll revise it in May. Then they'll revise it again in June. So we got our first reading in April. It was down 1.4%. Now they just revised it to down 1.5%. So, okay, GDP did definitely fall in the first quarter. That was not it was not a glitch in the matrix. It actually fell more than they, than they thought uh, a month ago. So, anyway, that's why we just dropped there. Sorry, sorry to interrupt that whole thing. That's but, all right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's... Important to point out that the stock market typically bottoms halfway through a recession. So if you think it's only going to be two quarters, then maybe the bottom comes sooner. If you think it's three or four quarters, then 
the bottom comes typically six months. This is not a hard and fast rule, but the market does bottom before the recession's over. So that's something people should be aware of because the headlines are all going to be about inflation and recession. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry, Joe, what was, what was your No, question? I just uh, he made a comment about uh, the volume. And what I, I'm a little, I don't want to use fearful or whatever. I mean, you had, you had some big volume on those down days, right? In the May 18th, 19th, 20th, 23rd, or yeah. And, you know, so there was a lot of selling going on. I look at this rally, you know, that we had on Monday, significantly lower volume in the S and P's. I look at the rally, the volume on the rally that we had yesterday, significant lower than that. Do you just think that it's just kind of, a little bit of seller's exhaustion here and they're just, you know, uh, you know, they're not willing to, you know, step up and really buy anything here. There's just not as much major selling going on because I would like to see the volume get like just for the S and P's. I would be more comfortable with this rally if it was, you know, back two million, two point three million. The the uh the rent the up two lot most recent updates we had are one point seven four and one point seven four. Or am I just kind of poo-pooing the rally here? We're going into Memorial Day and the four-day weekend and stuff. So what's your take on the volume, Mark? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I agree with you that uh, there isn't a sense of panic and capitulation. We saw that in the earlier drops, but in my experience, every important bottom is accompanied with a capitulation day and then either a, a blast out of there or a retest. The, the positive thing right here is you did make a double bottom in the SPY and you're rallying off that 3,800 level. That's why I think you could get a 10% advance, but I think that's the max out of this. And I see the take... one low. Where do you get the other one? I see the low on Thursday. Um, um, uh, we didn't go back down there, man. That it's been... there. No. Yeah, well, I got to look at my S&P chart. Are you looking uh, longer term? No, I'm looking. The first bottom was on uh, May 12th, and then the second bottom was on May 19th or May 20th. So, if you look on the chart, that's a classic W bottom pattern on a daily chart. Okay. Okay. What, can you show the chart, Joel? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, there it is. So, you've got the lower low. I see the double it. bottom here, like yeah. two lows yeah. in this area. Then you undercut it here. No, that's the double bottom right there. That's the te that's the, the breaking the previous low, getting down to thirty eight hundred on the SPX. 
So that's a okay. classic W pattern. That's valid. And the one thing that's missing is breaking that pattern of lower highs and lower lows. So you got to trade above 4,100, basically. It, it's also and, the Gilmore Morales undercut and rally trick, which obviously works as well. So you, know, yep. you go down there, you hit some stops, and now you catch them. So I'd actually, when I look at that chart, it doesn't look bad. But I mean, the trend is still not your friend. Yeah, and you're not getting the volume on the rally, which tells you that there's very little buyer enthusiasm out there. Yeah, at least so far. So, uh, you know, I, I think if, you ha if you're an investor or even this is a tough market to trade, as I'm sure you guys have been talking about all week. Um, so if you believe in these historical patterns, and I really do, the 23 out of the last 27 midterm election years. So that takes you back over 100 years. The market has either been in a bear market or just come out of one. It's, it's an amazing pattern. Uh, the big um, problem yeah. for a lot of us is we thought maybe the, the bottom would be contained in the S&P at 18, 17 or 18%. And I think that's going to be tough to pull off. But there's your buying opportunity. If you lose sight of that buying opportunity, when the rally comes, you're either going to be a skeptic or you're not going to participate. And that's that's sort of financial suicide. You've got to be there for that big 30 to 50% rally. All right. Mark Chaikin, he's the longtime market veteran, yep. founder My of pleasure. Chaikin Analytics, creator of the Chaikin Money Flow, the Chaikin Power Gauge, Chaikin Oscillator. Mark, have a good one. You too, guys. Thanks, Enjoy. Mark. Happy holiday. Yeah, oh, happy, yeah. happy, happy, weekend. happy Memorial Day uh, to you too. So someone in the chat asked, uh, is VMware a buy? Well, yeah, VMware is a buy for Broadcom. Uh, and, and, no, and nobody else right so if you're thinking oh do i want to buy vmware today probably not vmware they confirmed the deal uh with Broadcom. you got details on that uh yes uh it's a cash and stock deal you ready for the numbers yeah i got you my man all right writing it down vmware shareholder i'm reading straight from the pro here vmware shareholders will elect to receive either 142 dollars and 50 cents in cash or they can get uh, 0.2520 shares of Broadcom. They can, so they have a choice hey. to get $142. Yeah, that's weird. I've never seen that before. Well, we have seen Show that before, but I think it would trade higher than that if that was the case. 0. 0.2520. I wonder if there's like a limited amount, like you got to get it in there and then. So what's the ratio? Give me the ratio again. 0. 0.2520 shares of Broadcom. So take what take the price of ABGO. Take so if it's five thirty one is yeah. is the price of Broadcom yeah. times 0. 0.2521. And yeah. I don't know what that is right now. I can do it right now. Not a, I'm, not, I'm not you know times some prodigy 0. over here. Two five two. Yeah, you can't do that math in your head. Come on, Spencer. No. It's one hundred and thirty three dollars. One hundred thirty three dollars. All right. Yeah. We're, what's VMware? I'll take the one forty two. <laughs> yeah right me too that's simple don't have to be no math magician to figure that one out huh uh yeah well i don't know when they have to decide by they're probably gonna vote in a few months on it anyway so that's the vmware i but there's more software to discuss here a lot of software names today so uh let's go with the disaster stock of the day is nutanix ntnx which is a stock we used to talk about Every so often on the show, we haven't for a couple of years now because it, um, it, it's not as hot as it used to be, but it's pretty hot back in the Anyway, the Nutanix had earnings uh, overnight, and they weren't good. 
Um, their EPS, uh, everything was down on a year-over-year basis, and their guidance was a disaster. Um, wow. They guided uh, they guided Q4 sales in the mid $300 million range versus an estimate in the mid $400 million range. Their uh, sales guidance for the entire year was light. Uh, they missed badly on their earnings for last quarter. It was just a train wreck of a, of, of a quarter for them. Uh, I have some other notes here on Nutanix. What else did they say? They da, 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 um, uh, they blame the same thing everyone else is blaming. Supply chain delays, and that's, that's hitting them hard is what they said. So that's the same thing that everyone else is saying. The March 2020 COVID low is $11.31. I believe that's the all-time low. So that's the line in the sand. It's hard to buy stocks going down 33%. They just don't bounce back. It could go to 14 to 16 maybe. Forget about 21. It's long gone. It's tough, man. I mean, these earning stocks, buying the dip worked so well in 2020. just doesn't work now. I'd, I'd lay off on this one. I'd be more interested in buying the dip in Snowflake than I would in NTNX. Ooh. I don't know we can segue over to that if you want. Yeah, Joel, you have thoughts on this chart well, here? Yeah, just with this Nutanix, I mean, the the speed of which it's going down has slowed down, right? So you have a patient buyer here. Uh, they're, they're bringing stock in under, you know, under 1350. So possibly you could see one of these days where, you know, it opens up 14, 14 and a quarter, and then just kind of dribbles up. But uh, if you're really, if you're trying to get a bargain, you know, I'd say I'd be out there at the pre-market low, but I, I think you got some company there. And then the bottom of yesterday's range, whew, that's way up at 2066. Don't think you'll see a gap filled today, but good thing I didn't say that about dicks yesterday uh, because. Uh, wow, the dicks turnaround, eh? I know. Yeah. It's a retail turnaround. What? what it's okay. You, so, all right, let's, I mean, we, we let's do snow quickly and then we'll go to. All right, retail. snow quickly? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> new all-time lows is tough to buy. Stocks yeah. New all-time lows. I got a funny feeling, though, on this one. This is just going against everything I would write in, in my trading book because I always say when stocks make new all-time lows, you got to go. Um, what's the pre-market low? 111, 112? Yeah, it's We're much starting to come deep. off that. We're in this market environment there where there is some people, and I think Dick's turnaround was to that story where, you know, there's just some people that, you know, and I think they could be correct. The stuff's just so massively oversold that, okay, well, was this just the washout and this is done now? I mean, I actually, I don't think they're going to come for Nutanix because it just doesn't have the, you know, the, 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 the name the, that's the known, like it doesn't have the retail the love. Yeah. yeah, the retail love is there, though, still for the Snowflake. Part of me wants to buy the dip on it. I wouldn't short it. I'll say that. I yeah, I was just going to say that too. I don't probably have the guts to buy it. My inkling, my little spiny senses feel like maybe this is one that could turn <laughs> around and actually get these losses back. Like Nutanix, no chance. I feel like Snowflake could potentially turn it around, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's so hard because I know that, you know, people that are long the stock and, you know, for even overnight, like I look at this chart and, and this is a bullish chart to me, you know, going back from the <laughs> what? Stop, stop. What chart? Yes. The top left corner you liking? Yeah. yeah. The, no, top, no, right, no, the bottom the right, the bottom right one. The bottom no, right no, one. this one right here. Not, yeah, the bottom right one. That looks like a bullish chart to me. No, no, upper, upper left, upper left, upper left. Yeah, it's stabilized. We're not yeah, going down anymore. It, it's upset. I mean, 
the bad it's up seven bucks from the pre-market low yeah i wouldn't short that thing yeah yeah and i'll tell you i'll give you a lot because if if you want to uh get crazy i mean maybe you go from let's say you get an early morning rally you go from 110 to 120 i'm just hypothetical if it came back down to 115 I, w- I would take a poke at it and lean on the pre-market low. You got to lean on that pre-market low. What is yeah, the pre-market low it. again, Joel? 110.35. Yeah. I don't think if you, you see it. If you are buying it and saying, maybe we turn around, your risk here is the six and a half bucks. You Exactly. Have to, this thing makes a new low. You absolutely have to get out of it. It makes the new low from the pre-market and takes out. So it goes under 110. That's it. I would be out. Give of it to trade. 109. But if you want to just take a flyer and say, well, they, you know, are looking to buy the dip on certain sec and certain love names right now. They have been. NVIDIA's kind of had the dip bought too. I mean, let, let's go to NVIDIA, just back to it. I mean, we're significantly off the lows. Got down $18. We're only down seven. NVIDIA has the outside chance to go green today. It would not surprise me. It's climbing. Yeah, that's there, another, it's, yeah. it's been just destroyed. There's people that are going to look at it. I'm not saying long term, I'm just saying that right now it has the outside chance that this actually could go green. The market is shrugging it off. There is a little bit of the buy the dip mentality out here. I don't know. Maybe retail started that. Maybe Powell's comments started that. But you can kind of feel that you know, there is a little bit of that inkling. So I'm not rah-rah bearish right now. All right. No, and uh, also if you look at um, NVIDIA, the three out of the last four daily lows um, have been like right around 160. So, you know, if you could get it at 160, uh, the, the four-day low is 157.55. You know, there you go. There's a possible setup. But uh, the, res- the resistance is earlier, easier on this one to close. We're back over 4K. Ah. They bought the dip. They bought the dip once again. These dip little buyers. Dip yeah, those sneaky dip buyers. They want to have the, you know, oh, I've had a good week, Memorial Day, the market rally. We're, we're due for, we had a seven-week losing streak. We can't I keep know. going down. I, mean, I kept saying to myself over the weekend, I'm what? like, no, no. What is no. the streak? Where, so where do we have to close to break that streak? Oh, we're way above it. You're way we're above way, it. Yeah, because we closed, remember, Friday. What like, a great I Friday afternoon. I can't remember Friday. I can't remember. I t- what a great Friday afternoon I took off. I can't believe I took uh, that off. Uh, Dennis, oh my gosh. Let me see your question. In the spy, it would be 389. Oh, well, that's still doable, though, Joel. We could lose 100 points here in two to three I don't think we are. Days, or no, two days. we're not. No. In, in, Joel's saying it's not possible for us to lose 100 points. In okay, I'm days. saying, uh, I'll bet you. <laughs> Uh, you want to make a lunch bet? Oh, boy. No, Stick I don't want to make a lunch bet. I'm kind of bull. I just got done saying I'm kind okay. of bullish. And he's trying to give me a I just saying it could happen. It could happen. Anything it could happen. It definitely could happen. But now we're so far off the low. People Retail like, turnaround. Oh, man. I it started. To all right. The last start, started I listened to pre-market the last sell started with retail. It's finishing with retail. We had Target and Walmart destroyed retail. And now we got Nordstrom and Macy's bringing it back. That okay. was good. I, I, I gotta say, this, this I really didn't see this one coming here. So I, I kind of thought, okay, Target and Walmart said it's 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 bad out there. If they say it's bad out there, I believe them. Turns out, uh, some stores, companies are actually doing a pretty good job of managing their inventory because Macy's not only do they beat last quarter, they beat on the EPS, they beat on their sales, but then they raised their guidance for oh, the year. I can't times. believe it. I'm stunned. Macy's came out with the beat this morning. Dollar General out with the beat. Dollar Tree out with the beat. Uh, 
Build a bear works up out with a beat. Build a bear. Build a bear. Everybody's building bears. I, I will show you. Well, how oh, to don't build Where's a bear. Mitch? We're in a bear market. We're building a bull, not a bear anymore. Oh, look, Mitch, we should build a bear. We hit the bear. We we officially hit a bear market last week on the S&P. Of no. course, they're gonna come in and buy. Everybody went and build bears. I, I just want to show you. I just show Why you. didn't we think of that? I just want to show you uh, in my Benzinga Pro Movers tool. The lit, and I do have some filters on, so this isn't every stock in the world. But the number one gainer in my filters this morning: build a bear, build, build a bear workshop. Everybody's building bears. Uh, anyway, let, let's bring the charts up here. Let, let, let's start with oh, these. Oh, that one. Macy's, but I don't. I don't care. What do, I, do you want to do? Build. Well, I had this. Uh, this and build a bear. Uh, I will say for you bear traders out to 20 bucks, I'll give you this whole area. Uh, just 20 up to this high here uh, could be potential resistance. 20 to 20 and a quarter. And you got there in the pre-market. So if you're looking for more on the bear, boom, I got to get rid of these lines. They're no longer relevant. Uh, and then we'll, took a, uh, we'll take a look at, um, at Macy's, uh, letter M. And uh, how about that fat finger guy that sold it down to 15? He's never going to live that one down. No, uh, it got... I almost tried to get down there for him, though. I got down to 16.95, but yeah, that yeah, fat finger. That... You sell stocks 30% below their market price. It's a pretty good recipe to lose money. Oh, this is another fun one because uh, you're gapping. You're you're gapping into a gap area. Uh, what do I? We're above 21. I don't know. Do you want? We got above 22. I don't know. This one's tough. Twenty-two, twenty-eight. If I had a target intraday, that's what I'd be looking for. It's hard to chase stocks up thirteen. Yeah, I'm not buying. Even it. though, yeah. And Coles, Coles. See, we should talk that from yesterday. Rumor is that there still might be a bidder. Bloomberg saying oh, yeah. they said they said lower. You said sixty-two dollars. Yeah, they did. Forty-one. Yeah, they really believe in that. One. I'm long it still. I'm a bag holder in Coles now. <laughs> right. I was in it for the. I'm with Karen Feiderman. We were in it for the bid, and we got. Shellacked on this thing, so I'm in. I'm in for 46 bucks. It's not pretty. Ooh. All right, uh, another bag. Well, why don't you pull up one well, of the bags in that long term portfolio now? Pull, I don't like it. Pull up one of the dollar stores, DG or, D- or DLTR. It doesn't matter because they're both ripping this morning, and they both beat. Like I wow. said, expectations. We said yesterday we're in the gutter for both of these things, and they got below those lower expectations. Fill in the gap, Joel. This is your kind of trade, DLTR. Gap, yeah, gap it up into the gap. Oh, TV. Yep, you know? I just give you a resistance here at uh 22308. Uh, the way these things trade, you could easily get there. So, I'm giving you that for the resistance. I'm not buying it up 22 bucks, even though it might be the right thing to do. Dollar Tree, uh, are you above, you're above 145 now? Oh, this is much. We filled the gap. That this one did. Oh, a lot of people getting them, but they they get their money made. back. Everyone that got Tarjade. Everyone that got Tarjade is getting their money back. They're all getting their money back. I'm telling you, man, if I was in it, I'd be like, thank you for giving me my money back. I'm out. You know what? And you know who else kind of helped us here? Um, got got our legs go. Uh, Foot Locker helped out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It came in after the Best Buy, too. Best Buy Buy wasn't a disaster. But that didn't rally on the day of its earnings. we're, We're good enough. Yeah. They were good enough. And that's where we're at. 
Good enough is good enough. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go to uh, a couple of these big Chinese stocks this morning that both reported. Alibaba and Baidu. Baba's trading up. Baidu's trading up. Uh, good enough. I don't actually it's know. Good enough. I'll be honest. I don't even know what. Let's see. Alibaba, EPS beat. Sales beat. Baidu, uh, EPS beat. Big. Wow. Huge beat. And then revenue also Don't beats. they always beat? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> we love the accounting. There's no gap yeah. accounting there. I think they no gap, no gap accounting. Dennis, there's like, no. Are they going to be? Of course, there's they're no accounting. Be. I'm, there's no accounting. You don't uh, have accounting. There's no look. accounting. Here, I, I'm looking. How the often right do now. the? How often does Baidu miss? Okay, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll show you. So I, I just put Bob and Baidu together uh, on the same calendar. They don't ever here. miss. No, they, they. You can see some red sprinkled in there. Do they miss? Yeah, a couple of times. Is this they got to throw in a mess every once yeah, in a while? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> all right, here. This is chronological order. There's, there's some red on there a little bit. Here and a there. little bit of red. Yeah, just a little they're, bit. They pretty much beat a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you yeah, believe yeah. the numbers. Obviously, we're trying. You know, we're supposed to be opening up the books. That was the whole thing, so we can actually audit these results. Yeah, I don't know. As opposed to just like, ah, we'll just make it up as we go along. Are we gonna beat? Of course, we're gonna beat. <laughs> Put those 90 bucks. Oh, wait, we're a long ways from 90, right? I mean, there's whew. I I mean that that would be I don't think this thing's out of the uh, out of the woods until it takes out the pair of highs at 90. Do I have anything else for you in this area? Yeah, you haven't even hit 87.42. That's your three-day high. Uh let's keep an eye on that. What now? Here's hmm. another concerning thing about what's Uh-oh. going on with Apple today. Uh, Apple's been in the gutter, man. It's not participating at all. And Apple, and yesterday was down. Today is down again. Apple's concerning. What's going on? Is there news? News me. No No news? On Apple? No. It's down to, he's right. It's down down 2%. It is like somebody downgraded or something today. I go, I can go hunting. Someone, oh, someone uh, downgraded? Okay. Well, let me go hunting. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, we have so many headlines that, that I missed it. So Bloomberg reported this is overnight. That's why I missed it. That uh, the Apple Apple plans to keep their iPhone production for this year uh, f- flat uh, year over year due to uh, COVID lockdowns. So you typically uh, you know you'll increase production on a year over year basis, and they're they're not going to do that because of COVID again. So um, yeah. Apple's not participating in the rally at all, Julian. No. So not that we've had much of a rally. Yeah, but it is concerning. I'm long my Apple. We know I sold a little piece of it. I sold 25 percent of it, 175, I think, and which is almost the high of that move that was back in March. Wish I would have sold the whole thing, but I don't want to pay the tax. And now I'm like, oh, why didn't I sell the whole thing? Uh, 138. I don't know. I think Apple's eventually could retest the lows. I, I this is one I would stay away from. There's a lot, and I'm, I'm in it. I mean, I'm in it because I don't want to pay the tax. But I mean, I think. If you're looking at buying the dip in Apple here and thinking it's got to go higher, it's still not cheap relative to itself. It had a ridiculous run. I think Apple eventually has a date with 120 again. Just my uh, yeah, I guess my talking completely against my book. I'm long it. Do, so. Does anybody have it like when certain people call, it goes right like right to voicemail? My phone is not on do not disturb. Yeah, yeah, I do all, to that. Oh, I, I get that all the time. Really? People call me and my phone doesn't even ring. It just goes straight to voice. It, it, it just gets on. It like automatically silences the phone call. And then, yeah, and I tell Siri, I'm like, Siri, yeah. turn off uh, Do Not Disturb. And she goes, it's off you, dummy. <laughs> so I don't know. She, says, she calls you a dummy. She actually, she actually says, says that. I'm very nice. Crazy. 
Um, anyway, uh, let's do some ticker time here. We got a few minutes left. Uh, oh, Rob Hood in the chat asked about like Snapchat, Pinterest, and Carvana. I, I don't know which of those we we, we want to Snapchat. That's probably. I mean, oh, he's looking at some quality. Snapchat stuff, got huh? the Dan Nathan rally yesterday. Don't kid yourself. Fast Money Dan Nathan is actually quite influential. And he said he really talked it up yesterday on Fast, two days ago on Fast Money. Said he bought the stock and he thought the stock could eventually get back to all time highs. I don't know what he sees. I, I don't know what he sees either, but he bought it and it literally ripped a dollar yesterday. And I believe Dan Nathan kickstarted that because it, it yep. started taking off when he said he said that. They, they follow a lot of people. Dan Nathan, risk reversal, he's got some influence. We so had him on. He gave it a vote of confidence. I think that stopped it from going down. Uh, Dan Nathan? I think we, I think we had Are we allowed? Years he, ago. CNBC blocks us from certain people. Are we allowed right. to have Dan Nathan? Uh, he's in our master doc. but I, I actually, he's so bearish, and you know, he's, but he speaks his mind. He kind of reminds me of myself. <laughs> he's like, ah, he just says what his opinion is, and he doesn't care if they're going to beat him up on Twitter for it. I like Dan Nathan. We oh, like Dan. you, Dan. Come on their show. We, we, we know you love getting beat up on Twitter. Uh, uh, Dan does too. Four, you got a great level here, fourteen fifty-seven. I mean, that was yet two double top. You get into that, there is some room for the upside. It's I don't think you're going to need to get your offer out here to fill the gap anytime soon at twenty-one seventy-one. I get out there at twenty-one seventy, but it's just going to be you know if you take out the fourteen fifty-seven, it's just going to kind of it's going to trudge up. And the reason it's going to trudge up is because you just had these. And I'll use the term whales that just came in 286 million shares traded on the earnings day. And they came in and they said, hey, I'm buying this at 1250, 1250, 13. I'll buy more if it goes down. And then if it gets to 1457, I'm out. I don't care. You know, they're just intermediate term traders. So it ain't going to rip up because people are actually long at much lower prices and they're just trying to scalp out of the position. What was the uh, other two? Uh, uh, what was it? Well, Carvana. Pinterest and Carvana. Carvana, I, frankly, this, I, I don't know much about this business. All I know is that they overpay for cars and nobody wanted, they, 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 they did a bond a sale. They did a bond sale and nobody wanted their bonds. So no, nobody wanted their debt. I I don't know Hello. and they're burning cash. That says about your business when nobody wants if, to buy your. If debt. you're burning oh. cash and you are having trouble, you know, selling bonds, that's not a good recipe. <laughs> Massively oversold. The stock was three hundred and seventy-six dollars in August. It is now thirty bucks. That's a ninety percent fall, more than ninety percent. From my experience, stocks that go down ninety percent often go down one hundred percent. So I'm laying off. Mm, uh, let's see here. I mean, you got you got a couple lows in the same area. If you want to lean on that, uh, yeah, I can lean on we'll, anything. Twenty six yeah, bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's five bucks off that low. Uh, I would just look for you know continuation through the daily highs. Right now, thirty one sixty as a high for yesterday, and then theoretically it opens up to thirty three. I'll call it thirty three forty five. That splits the three and four day highs. Really can't give you. Much right. more than that. Let's, Pins? Let's, look at, let's look at a stock in an uptrend. I, I don't. I oh, is there any? Somebody, somebody asked about AT and T, and that's a nice looking. And chart. Dennis is going to tell me that's going out of business. Joel. Nice looking chart. I've never said AT and T is going out of business. I said their businesses are under attack, and I'm still not buying it. 
Yeah. Been, I, I, been, been right about this and yeah, kind of wrong all at the same time. So that's possible. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the dividend is still not a bad dividend. Uh, no. Just kind of been nibbling at it. This is a big move for it. There's probably coming in expiration. I don't know. Dennis, is there a pile of paper at 2150? You know, something no, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a big move. I mean, that's a big move for it uh, since Thursday. It was actually green last Thursday. So really nothing on the monthly. You still got this one? Yeah. Yep. Right. I've been buying you bag, more. You bagging this I or are you up in this? Because you got uh, the WBD spinoff. Yeah, I got the WBD. Which has I, been a I, dog. Yeah, which has been a dog. Um, did you did you hold? Yeah, you know what too? I said. I haven't been buying. I have been buying this just intermittently. I, I I don't know if I'm up on it or not, Dennis. I don't I don't look. It's too painful to look. Uh, <laughs> Nobody looks at a long term portfolio. In a yeah, you just look on. Look. Uh, you just look on updates, Dennis. I mean, yeah, you look on. A, I try looking on updates, and it still sucks. <laughs> My long term portfolio still hit hard. <laughs> I would just look at uh, just for T twenty one and a half. See if there's some big paper there, and then you open up to you open up to twenty two. But this is the best green candle, monthly candle uh, you've seen in a long time, and it's just like there's nothing else to buy out there, right? Um, you know, if you don't, the people are like utilities. You know, I mean, this hasn't it just didn't find any any sector to be favored in. You know, it it just has so much bad news, so. Yeah. Um, and I and I like HBO. Uh, that winning time was uh, that, that was really good. I All right. really, really like. Uh, speaking of TV, Dennis, good luck tonight. The Oilers, oh, Oilers have a chance. They can close it out, but it's going to be tough. They're going to be well. You look last night. What happened? Colorado's up three nothing in the game and three one going into the third, and they lose. I mean, to close them out. So they have it's a tough chance. to close teams out. The desperation. It's hard for a team. That's up three to one to match the desperation of the team that's down three one. That's you know your little psychology behind your hockey games there. Colorado found that last out that last night with the, with uh, St. Louis. I hope Edmonton cannot take Calgary too lightly. I hope they can match their desperation. I hope it's, that they can knock them out tonight. It's hard to win. Big if true. Good luck on the Oilers trying to get to their first conference. Is that the Battle of Saskatchewan or something? Alberta. <laughs> Alberta. That says the half Canadian. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to say goodbye to Joel. Igloos. What's going to say goodbye to Joel? <laughs> goodbye to Dennis. Bring on Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street. Oh, wait. I just lost him. Uh-oh. Uh, he was here in a, a moment ago, I swear, and then he, um, I, 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 in France to Peter, he, I did see he was in his car. I hope he wasn't driving. Um, we've done this before with Peter, where he joined us from his car on the way to work. Um, and there, he's back now. Okay, I hope this works. Peter, what's up, man? Uh-oh. You know what, Spencer, I can barely hear you. You're like talking. It's so funny. You're talking like this. Must be a shitty connection. Talk to me. Let's see if we can get it done. Let's see if we can get it done. It's been a it's been a couple weeks since we were able to catch up. Uh, let me just ask you, what do you make of the price action here? You know what? I can't really hear what you're saying, but I I figure I know what you're okay. asking me, and it's I'll sort of it it's okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Give me a thumbs up if you yeah. can hear me. All right, then I'll just then I'll just chatter. You know I can do that pretty easily. Anyway, guys, look, I'm kind of finding. That I'm, the action that we've had over the last couple of days, I feel, is a little constructive, right? A lot of the information is already out on the table. 
right? We know about the interest rates. We know about the taper. We know all the different pieces of the puzzle that are out there. And if the market really wanted to head on a leg down further, I think it would have done that by now. I'm just trying to look at from the, you know, the cow, the cup half full, not cow, half empty type of situation. We've seen some big leg down. I know it. We've seen a market that's stocks are down 30, 40, 50, 60%. And I get that. And I feel everybody's pain. I understand that. But what I'm just kind of feeling is we've also had those, those bear market bounces. We've also had those buy the dip bounces, you know, but over the last couple of days, what are the signs of the bottom? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, to be perfectly honest, I think what we're seeing now, <laughs> you're the greatest man. I think what we're seeing now with it, which is a constructive sort of a little bit sell with a little bit of a rebounding of a buy could mean this. Look, it would be irresponsible for me to know where the bottom is. Sometimes it's bottom is when you stop digging, right? So it's, it's a really hard place to put it with so many moving parts in this market. But when you're the last couple of days action, right, where you're actually seeing a bit of a rebound at the end of the day feels constructive to me, right? You know what I'm saying on these down days for a while there, we'd see these re big re rebounds and then they would smash them at the end of the day. Now what we're seeing is we're seeing sort of a smash in the morning and a rebound in the afternoon. And I kind of think that could be, it feels constructive for the market. It feels that the market's trying to get its footing in and trying to find a place where it can start rebuilding this market because clearly it is broken. You know, look, there are still a couple of unknowns on the table. The war is not the focus at the moment, it seems, is amazingly enough. It's amazing how markets and the economies of the world can digest so many different things and, um, and still move on. But look, I, I don't know where the bottom is, Spence. I wish I could tell you because that would just be, you know, even my uh, meme emoji that I'm the bullish indicator is no longer working because I've been all over the place and the market keeps going down. But I think the, the only thing I go ahead. All right. Let's, let's see back. if it works. Are you sleeping in the car? Because <laughs> no, you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> I love you, man. I don't care about the losses. Uh, you know, from my own perspective, I just keep getting up every morning and going to work and trying to, you know, make a little money every day. As we know, technical analysis is the best defense in a market like this. But let me be clear. The action over the last couple of days feels constructive to me. Okay. If they really wanted to pound them, they could be pounding them and they're not. What's all your right. next question? Uh, no, that's all I got. Peter Tuckman, Einstein of Wall Street. Thanks a lot, man. Go get to work and uh, and uh, and quit quit driving and talking at the same time. All right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I don't think you can hear me at all, by the way, but that's, that's okay. That's the way it goes sometimes. All right. We are done. That's a wrap for our show today. Yes, thank you, Greg R. Please don't trade and drive. Make that the uh, last piece of advice for today. So as we wrap up, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guests, Peter Tuckman and Mark Chaikin. Hey, have you checked out Benzinga.com slash pre-market? Check it out. Also, check out Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Discount link in the description. Gets you 25% off. We are also doing a Memorial Day sale. Go to pro.benzinga.com to learn more about that. We are only at 354 likes, I am told. That is unacceptable. Let's see if we can get to like 500 likes in the next 10 seconds. 
Um, that's a wrap on the show, though, because I'm going to end the stream, send you over to live training with Mitch Zunaid and Ryan Faluna, who is back in the saddle. He's been under the weather for a few days, and then he was out of town before that, but he's finally back, we think, we hope. I'm looking forward to seeing him on stream, so I'm going to end us now. Send you over there. I'll see you guys later on Benzinga Live. Smash that like. Good luck at the Open, and um, don't eat yellow snow, I guess. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.